Hey there, all marketing school listeners. It's Fab here, and I'm going to ask you whether you are ready to take your marketing prowess to the next level. If the answer is yes, then you are in luck because applications are open for our eight week alt marketing school certification. This isn't just any certification. It's designed for the modern marketer, the ones just like you who are hungry to make a genuine difference. Picture this, you're armed with a bespoke marketing toolkit that saves you hours, allowing you to laser focus on building those invaluable relationships with your super fans. With us, marketing becomes more than just a task. It's human, impactful, and I dare to say it, fun. Let's bring back the joy, toss confetti in the air, and play your favorite hype song as you ace your campaigns. But why join us? Okay, let me break this down. We have proven processes and frameworks, so you can learn straight from industry leaders. You also will get your very own marketing operating systems and ready-to-use templates, a toolkit designed to bring you clarity and order into the marketing chaos plus a private community and accountability groups to surround yourself with driven individuals or on the same journey. And for those craving direct feedback, we've got hot seat sessions and expert panels. So you can get insights on latest trends and also get personalized feedback on your assignments and work. So are you ready to make people absolutely fall head over heels for you and your work? All the details are laid out in our curriculum. To get it, simply head to amschool.click slash curriculum. That's amschool.click slash curriculums. The next chapter of your marketing story starts with us. See you in class. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello, team, and welcome back to Alt Marketing School. It's Fab here, head teacher and founder at Alt Marketing School. And today's co-host is the wonderful Jess once again. Hello, Jess. How are we doing? Good. I'm good, thank you. Hello. Hello. First of all, I want to start with with saying congrats. Congrats, because I know that somebody else has got a new podcast coming up, so I want to hear all the things and what is happening. So we'll start with that. We already started with promotion. Let's go. Let's let's just run for it. Oh, cute. Yeah, I've just, I just put out my podcast as well. I kind of, I've been wanting to do it for a year and I just did the thing. I recorded it all in one day, edited it in one day and put it up there. So I'm going to be releasing episodes every two weeks. You can find it just by searching my name, Jess Bruno. And the first episode is all about short form content. So how to make really good TikToks and reels for your small business. And I'm going to say that just knows her. She's also, I would definitely say after you finish this episode, don't you dare stop it now. Let's finish this episode and then go and subscribe just in case. I know I shouldn't have jumped the gun and already talked about it, but I was really excited for you. So there you have it. Um, but we'll remind people at the end where they can find it too. So with all of this excitement, to be honest, what you are talking about in your first episode kind of ties in with everything that has been happening in the last month and a half so Mm. I was trying and select something to talk about with you specifically because 
it's hard to keep up with everything and I'm trying to be more selective for everyone including myself and I was like well Jess short form plus we had a rant about beer real last time check it out if you haven't already and um and I was like oh yeah wait what about that time that Instagram tried to do candid challenges and then TikTok was like I know what's great I'm gonna do something called TikTok now both of them it is uncanny. Both of them are literally burial. So if you look at the actual examples of them, and I sent it to Jess as well, so she, she could look at the, at the screenshots, it's literally burial. You can choose whichever. You can literally look at both examples because I love that the platforms are so bold that not only they did this, they talked about it and shared literally a screenshot of the UX of burial and said, this is now called Candid Challenges. You're welcome. So have you heard about this or am I breaking the news to you right now? No, I saw it. I saw it. So Reels Instagram jumped on and copied them first and they made it live because you can have a be real effect in your when you make a reel. And then TikTok, I think like a week later, introduced this candid thing. And it's just like because in the in the wider spectrum of things, be real is really small compared to it's got a really small niche community compared to TikTok and Instagram. So I feel like unless you know what be real is, this could just be like oh another feature. But I feel like it's going to catch on because the way from ages ago when Snapchat on Instagram Stories basically stole the spotlight from Snapchat, I feel like. TikTok is going to be the one that takes this candid challenge and runs with it. I don't know if people are going to be doing it as reels. I like what well, I've been using, like the front and back camera, making a, a video reel with it and downloading it and put it on my story because I like doing that with stories. But I don't know. I don't know if it's going to catch on. It's just fun. It's just everything. Marketing. I read somewhere that marketing is just everybody else's ideas having sex with each other. <laughs> it really is. That is the best quote I've heard in a very long time. <laughs> I don't know if true. I can use it. I know I don't know if I can use it though for the cohort. I think it, it might be a bit too much, even if we are quite out there. But I don't know if the first thing the students here on day one shout out to the students for this cohort, the final of the year, <laughs> the first week they just hear about marketing being ideas and insects with each other. It's it is. It is. They just made it. These babies come out and they're like either exactly like their parents or like slightly different. And that's just how that's just how the game works. Everyone's going to copy everyone. That is very true. And to be very honest, going back to what you just said, it also applies, in my opinion, for like marketing frameworks or marketing tactics. And I want to say this because whenever, you know, creating methods or creating unique things, it's actually harder than what it feels like. And I also find that people feel bad that they're not being fully original when it comes to maybe the way they support in marketing and such things. But honestly, there's so many ways you can rename a marketing funnel. You know, there's so many ways you can rename what an audience persona is. Regardless of the name, some of these things just work or make sense so you can adapt them. But it's most likely that somebody else already thought of the idea of creating a targeted representation of your customer you're not being completely out there and bold. So I think it also puts somebody's ego at bay a bit, whether it's a social platforms or even just marketers, to be like, you're not reinventing the wheel, you're adapting it and you're making it yours. 
but most of the stuff has been showed one way or another. I just love the boldness though. That's that's my thing. I was like, Instagram was like, yeah, candy challenges are great. And I was like, wait, that's be real. And TikTok was like, wait a second. Look at TikTok now, it's even better. And I'm like, they're all the same. Stop it. So you think TikTok is going to catch on? You think TikTok is going to catch on then? I feel like, I I think it's going to catch on more on TikTok because of the younger demographic and they they are the one that are predominantly on Be Real, where the feature is kind of hidden in Instagram. It's like a part of the Reels editing process where on TikTok it's like becoming, they're making a big song and dance about it. So they're going to push it out more. So that's why I think it will be more prominent, prominent on TikTok. My thinking as well, though, is that, for example, TikTok stories, and maybe I'm not putting as much time into it, but I, I ain't using TikTok stories. Not yet. It's just something that I'm not naturally coming to, whereas Instagram stories is still kind of my natural bread and butter when it comes to a way to kind of connect with people a bit mm. more so I'm kind of wondering whether also TikTok was like well if stories are not catching on per se as what they are as much because people don't know how to add value with that let's try and create something that prompts them because that's at the end of the big USP in my opinion of the features which is what Real is all about is they give you a prompt and you have to go quickly and do it you know yep. so yep. I'm, I'm kind of wondering whether there's also TikTok trying to spice up their stories do you use TikTok stories for example no She'd be shaking her head. No, none of my clients do either. They, I just feel like they're clunky and they don't make sense. That's kind of why I'm wondering whether that is something that is, is trying to basically kind of get people to use other features. Because it's kind of part of me is like, well, but if the actual videos on TikTok work so well and the TikToks mm-hmm. themselves are what people, what drives people, why do you need to get something different? Whether it is, unless it is because they want to make sure that more people spend time on the app. But I don't think there is still an issue. I think TikTok is still very much winning when it comes to it. If you want to go with like the little battle of the short form. 100%. I don't know if you've seen, there's another article that was really interesting that came out in different formats over the past week and a half. And at the time of recording, it might be a bit longer, but it says, because um, actually talking about competitors when it comes to short form, I think people are also forgetting YouTube shorts and I think it's a bit more niche because it's like you have to actually use YouTube or follow creators a lot on YouTube but within the YouTube culture shorts are actually very powerful and I think they're a bit untalked about if you know what I mean. So They're completely forgotten about. They're completely forgotten about and I think from a small business perspective that's because the results are really hard to track and YouTube is like doesn't feel like a social media platform when it is the it's a kind of social media platform anyway because you have the ability to be social on it you can comment and you can respond and shorts have shorts and like idea pins on Pinterest both hold such a Oh my god, I forgot the word. It will come to me. It will come. <laughs> I can see they, it. I can see it. There's like here potential. <laughs> YouTube shorts and idea pins both have a massive potential to get more visibility and grow your account. But 
it feels like oh just another thing that you have to start from the beginning and then like what's the point because I don't even have any followers on there it's another account that I have to grow but you just have to follow what kind of platforms you like using if you want if you use YouTube and you want to use it you might as well repurpose your short form video on there as shorts and just copy and paste the caption and add some proper keywords and just let that roll out it does take a bit of extra time but there is massive potential on both these platforms as well again they may not be seen as social media platforms you might not include them in your content marketing plan but they they shouldn't if you've got the time and space don't like sleep on them because they have a lot of growth potential i'm gonna ask you a question i'm gonna do a quiz she was not ready for it but i'm I'm gonna quiz her which so we ask our our guests when there's like a proper expert guest on the podcast to share their favorite social media platform which one do you think is overall on average the winner we tend to have one that is often mentioned which one do you think it is (laughs) (laughs) you can do any mini money more if it helps uh so for me personally in my community it's instagram because it has the highest return on investment for me, return on time investment because of the DMs and stories. They've just grown my business. They really have. But if Instagram was to disappear off the face of the earth, I would then go to LinkedIn again because of the DMs and because of the communication and the small business community that's there. I wouldn't go to TikTok, even though I love it and I've got the most followers there and my content hits so many people there, but I find it difficult to maintain a consistent like communication with people and that's the most important thing when you're a small business growing is having that community conversation keeping that going and i feel like the easiest platforms to do that on are instagram and linkedin love these i will i will unveil that none of the ones you mentioned are the ones that came up for most people funnily enough lols and that's fine because obviously everybody's unique and i was surprised by the way because about probably 70 percent so far if i had to say mentioned youtube as their favorite social media platform Mm. so you know as you said "Mm, it's not really so like it's a social media platform but it's not a social media platform and most people will ask me can i say youtube as of course you can so i think from a consumption level and this is where i want to reframe a few thoughts from a consumption level a lot of people still spend time on youtube and i think as you said you said something really right which is you have to put the time into creating the content as well so obviously if you if you feel like video is your strong suit and you want to amplify and grow that channel but i think sometimes we forget that from a consumption and an audience standpoint a lot of us do spend time look for things want to learn things on youtube because video really speaks to us so i just want to say because it it also surprised me because i would expect because i didn't ask people you know to use it for business or pleasure but most people will just go back to youtube when it came to the content piece so i think sometimes we underestimate the power of it because we feel like as you said rightfully we don't have a quick return of investment or is more about to me it's more about content marketing over social media marketing when it comes to youtube but still i wouldn't knock it as much because 
what I wanted to say, which I loved about your point about shorts as well, is that a lot of it is also a way to amplify your existing videos if you have any. So that's what you can repurpose and kind of recreate and direct people to. Obviously, it's not for everyone. But it was really interesting that a lot of people still find it as a great source of information and actually a way to get to know the creators or the people that they don't want to connect with. So just a little thing in there because I found it really, really interesting because we don't think about it a lot. But actually behind the scenes, it still grows. Oh, I'm on YouTube every day. (laughs) I love YouTube. I'm literally there all the time. It's where I... I don't go there for business though. I go there for like fun but if I if I ever land there and I'm watching something like educational I'm way more invested because of they especially a long video they've got my full control my full focus sorry I think that also requires a bit of like understanding your brand and your tone of voice and really capitalizing on that I really got really fascinated about learning how Mm. great YouTube creators kind of bridge the gap between business and creators and you really see that they have unique elements of it whether it's something as simple as the branding but also as go far as the tone of voice or the type of series they create you know it is literally for me an example of what you know very well done blog would be you know it's something that has seasonality something that has topics but also something that really makes you connect to the person so I agree with you even I don't watch a lot of business stuff but there are a couple of creators that I follow that are actually educational but I do that because I don't feel like there's a business coach there telling me what to do. There's actually mm-hmm. the storytelling piece, which is very, very well done. And the reason why I mentioned that, by the way, and this was the, the biggest tangent that I could have led us on, is because talking about, again, the be real-like features, this came about at the same time when Adam Osseri apparently had, I, I don't know if you've seen, he had a massive... <laughs> conversation leaked with the whole staff like brought everybody back yeah I mean the the eyes are wide open and basically (laughs) the conversation was about this the status of Instagram apparently Instagram trails TikTok and YouTube on creator satisfaction which is interesting and what it has been seen as well though is that there has been though a lot of push when it comes to the discoverability and the usage of the platform so it kind of feels like there have been more changes, but I think the platform has not done yet with figuring out what they want to do. So it's been really interesting over the past couple of months. You know, what they have seen a difference, but also they still are not figuring out exactly how they want to position themselves. Did you see this? Did you see that? It, you have a lot of chats with people, and I don't know how they all leaked, apparently. But it was really interesting to see behind the scenes how Instagram is trying to compete better with TikTok and the likes. I... I... I haven't seen it, but I'm not surprised. And I know because people in my people in my circle that do the same stuff as me are posting. Like some people are using it. Some people are using their Instagram as just a sales page, and they don't post anymore. It's just those the posts. This is what you see. So that hardly like not posting at all. Some people are posting once a month, twice a month twice a week my, all of my clients are opting in for my one-to-one clients we do three posts a week max where when we create the sustainable content flow we, we talk about their primary platforms and when it comes to tiktok 
all of them are like, oh no, that's fine. I'll just post on there like whenever. Like I can just post on there as much as I want. And, like so, I'll give them content to do to like tick the business boxes on there. But then I'll see them posting like three times a day, five times a day, and it's not even a thing. But when it comes to Instagram, they're like, I'm overwhelmed. It really burns me out. I don't want to be there. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But I mean, just just from just from that alone and and in the content club everyone jumps on the trend straight away and then they'll hardly do any of the content for linkedin and instagram so i'll just, just focus on the tiktok stuff like so i, I could i can believe it's instagram's falling behind because people don't want to post there because it's not fun because it emotionally hurts them when their content isn't seen why do you think is that? Um, uh, this is something that I want to talk about because I have some thoughts myself as well that might be right or might be wrong. But what is, in your opinion, based on also the conversation with your circle and your clients as well? Why do I think they're not posting as much on Instagram? Why do you think they're pers- not they're hurt, but I know we said that they're overwhelmed mm. or they're just feeling like that you know, drawback when they don't see the level of engagement they're expecting? I think it's because the app has become so confusing to know what works and what doesn't. And they'll try so hard with con- like creating content, spending hours on something that may have worked a couple months ago. And they're trying to keep it up now. It doesn't work. The app is changing. And the expectations of the consumer are getting so much higher. And I just feel like, Instagram is still so far behind with the people hiding behind filters and making your life look perfect. And so they're trying to make their lives look perfect. And we can't do that. Where on TikTok, it's like, it doesn't matter. You can show up however you want to show up. People don't care. They just want you to be, be real. Be real. <laughs> she said it. <laughs> I said it. I love that. Can I add something to that as well? because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm going to piggyback I'm going to ride that wave like that beautiful wave and I'm going to put my little skeptical hat on so following up on what you said there's also a belief, uh, an idea for me that TikTok is actually really young and when I saw actually how old Instagram is I was like damn I've been on there for like 7 or 8 years and as you mentioned so I'm going to piggyback on what you said so it's not completely out of your <laughs> out of your argument it has changed and it keeps changing and is confused. And the problem is if you start as a photo sharing app and so you reward pictures and you reward visuals and then you're like, hmm, actually videos are doing really well now. So we're going to pivot and completely change our formats. Plus, we're going to add 17,000 more features because we're testing without or very slowly taking things out because that's the problem. Obviously, they don't, they're not simplifying the platform. They keep adding and they keep tweaking. I also find that there is a combination of what you just said, which is also expectations change and just the content is not getting the the drive and the actual reach. But also I find that if you've been there seven years ago and at the beginning especially you got a certain type of engagement, comments, community building, the people that have been there for such a long time is being so dramatically different now that in perspective, it is a lot harder. Whereas starting everybody from, from scratch on TikTok over the past two years, obviously, you know, that it takes a bit of time and you know, it takes consistency, but you feel like you have a better level playing field and you don't get disappointed because three years ago you used to get 
3,000 likes on a picture of your porridge. You know what I mean? So going yeah. back to what you say, but I also think it's an element of whether you're a brand, whether you're a small business, whether you're a marketer trying to help your clients, it's hard. And obviously I want to hear your opinion as well because you also work with clients. It's not just hard for you for your own things. It's also hard if you are a marketer or a consultant or a professional who has to reset the expectation for their clients as well. Because I think that is in a job in itself that we don't talk enough about. I'm going to take my little rant hat on, off and put it out. <laughs> but I wanted to say this because I've had that experience myself, having to reset expectations and trying to explain it. And sometimes it's hard for them to understand. It's like, but why? It's like, because we don't have control over it, do we? As much yeah, as we would like no, There's no control. I The only expectation of what my clients to have is we're going to give you more clarity with your content I'm going to help you have more of a understanding of who you are online what you want to do and your audience if your followers are going to understand that more clearer as well the, <laughs> so I recently had someone say to me Jess I'm starting a new business shall I create a new page on Instagram to start promoting it and I was like no <laughs> no because you're gonna you're gonna feel the burn of it and this person she suffers really badly with imposter syndrome and anxiety and has been on Instagram I think for like as long as us like seven eight years however long it's been and I was like it's such a schlog at the moment to start a brand new account for a small business I think you should talk about it on your personal account and go for it on TikTok and Pinterest with the newer, with the new brand new account. Don't start another Instagram account. Just use your personal account. Then it will feel more human. It's so hard to be human on Instagram right now. I agree, and that's and that's I think a big, a big drawback. Especially, and I'm gonna do one more tangent. So today we're on a ranting stage, which I like. We haven't, we haven't talked in a while, so it's kind of this like nice ranting stage. Um, but also for creators, I want to I I give a shout out to creators as well. Whether you are a creator, whether you work with creators, and also, sorry, other tangent, you can also work with B2B creators. Because you might be like, well, but I don't work with influencers because I'm not a beauty brand. You can still work with creators who are fellow experts in an industry. So if you are a creator and you work with a creator, you need to remember that for them, even if there's a level of education or inspiration within some of their content, a lot of it is also about following the journey of that person and kind of and getting them to suggest recommend you know guide in different ways and I think for them is even hard is very hard as well and it's hard obviously because I'm not putting myself into the shoes for a creator but I can see how hard that can be if a platform that needs to give that human edge is kind of like making it hard for you to really find your feet again it can be really hard because your audience doesn't feel connected and you don't feel like you want to connect with your audience more and that is literally what kind of really fuels the creator and even what obviously, you know, gives them business, I think. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking also creators are going to start to see a shift in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what you think, but I can see that happening in on Instagram as well, especially for the creator economy. Yeah, 100%. I agree. I agree with you. I agree. Everything you said. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> so, well... With this delightful, light, and joyful conversation, um, 
I want to say a couple of things that you mentioned throughout this chat that I think are really important reminders in case you're listening and you're like, sigh, and then you're just kind of quietly going into a corner and turning into a ball. Don't do that. Don't do that. Stay, stay with us, dear listener. A couple of things I just mentioned that I want to remind you of before we listen to a question. Yes, we have a question uh, coming up from our community. First, just mentioned creating great expectations, whether you work with clients or they are their own, a thousand percent. You give us a great idea of how you do it with your clients. We do it with our students, just to give you some context as well. You do it with our students by getting them to understand who they want to be. And that even puts a lot of pressure off themselves on social. They're like, this is the hat I want to wear on social. I understand how can I then show up in the best way. And they can choose the right platforms. So that's another thing that you can do. You can even maybe, as you said, beat some of the confidence issues or anxiety around the platforms. And that in itself, to me, is a great expectation or a great result of actually adapting your strategy. So love the expectation bit. And also what you mentioned that I love is that kind of consistent but slow and sustainable. So we talk about it a lot. We talk about it in our course as well, especially when Jess teaches social media for us as well. Consistency will mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people. You talked about some of your clients and their consistency. They're all different. And I think once you understand, as you said, if you enjoy the platform, you want to show up more, do that. If you need to step back, do that too. Allow yourself to find your own consistency. So I wanted to say these two things because you mentioned them earlier. And I feel it give us a bit of positivity around it. Okay, what am I going to do now? Uh, adapt it to yourself and reclaim that power with that control that you can have. How did I do? Amazing. Good, good summary. So good. So it was good. all you. It was all your, it was all your stuff. I just repackaged it. I shook it up. I cocktailed it. Anyway, before we're off, we have one more question. So we're taking now questions from our community of marketing pros. Uh, it can be some of our students, our alumni, or just members of the community. So in this case, it's about social media. So I thought I'll bring up our first ever question and play it now so that also Jess can hear it. And maybe you can help us finding a question. Not an answer, not a question. The question is that. Lol. Well, shall we pick one mistake each? Like, can you think? Okay. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you go first. See, this is how kind okay. I am. I'll let you go first. <laughs> I'll, th- I'll think about okay. mine. <laughs> What's really cool to say? I'm so sure. I think I talk about this all the time, and we spoke about it already today in the podcast. But it's a good, good way to bring it in. It's just being very cold and robotic. So talking about your business or your brand just as that is that it's just a business just a brand saying the mechanics of it so the offer the the hard sell and putting that you have to tick those business boxes you have to you have to sell you do have to talk about your brand pillars but if you don't inject some of your personality you're gonna fall into the well of all the other businesses that are doing exactly the same thing as you because you are most probably not the only one with, who's offering what you offer we can really easily forget to inject our personality because we want to be a business we want to talk about business we want to share exactly what we do so people understand that but you are more memorable when you start talking about the mundane real life things that coincide with you being a business owner. So that's the biggest mistake that I see all the time. And also I do all the time. It's really easy to fall down that 
pull down that um, a business, just a business wealth. But it's when you can inject that personality, that's when you become memorable. And people will remember that weird thing that you said on your story. Oh, she eats pizza. I eat pizza too. Maybe I should work with her, actually. Like, it's weird, but those are the things that <laughs> make people feel like they connect with you. I love that. It's actually, first of all, you give us a solution as well, so tick, uh, which is great, as well as the mistake. Um, but is that in, is one of the paradoxes of actually being more relatable when we're imperfect? Is is biopsychology one on one, which is fascinating, and is all about actually imperfections bringing us closer to people. So even if it's not necessarily imperfection, eating pizza, pizza is a great thing. But the little things, as you said, that make us human, that make us relatable, do really connect us deeper with other people. So I love that tip and that mistake because a lot of people, as you say, make it. I think I want to add a quick one for myself that I find a lot of people make, and this is maybe bigger brands, but I think it can happen to a lot of smaller businesses as well and is not taking the time to listen and engage in other conversations. We tend to talk, 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 share, share, but I think when we actually find in some platforms, and there might be some they are more natural in Twitter, LinkedIn, making that time to listen and to either connect other people together or share your opinion or amplifying those voices can actually be really powerful. I think we focus about how much content I need to schedule or create and how to engage with people. And that's great. But sometimes listening can give us ideas, can build connections. And as I said, a little one of the solutions would be start amplifying other people's content on platforms that you spend a lot of time in, that you want to build a proper community that will make a massive difference instead of only talking about yourself, even when that's the mundane stuff. That would be my mistake. Because the more you grow, the more you're like, I need to follow my content plan. And that's about it. And my solution <laughs> will be, you know, and my solution will be to amplify more and connect people more and do these things behind the scenes that people maybe don't see, but the individuals will definitely remember. So that will be mine. Look at us. Wisdom. And buckets. <laughs> just like buckets of wisdom from everywhere. It's just like, oh my God. Wow, wow, wow. That was, that was intense. That was intense buckets of wisdom. Well, it's always a pleasure, as, as always. I will say to everyone, thank you so much for listening. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you are going to try any of the B-Real uh, ripoffs out there. Let us know if you actually resonate with some of the things we talked about today. And as always, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at Alt Marketing School on LOL Instagram and TikTok, Alt Mark School on Twitter. And altmarketingschool.com is the new brand website so please go and check it out and just tell me in the dms how good it is because just feeding my ego and uh, jess where can people find out more about you head to my instagram jessica.sophia.bruno and click the link in my bio and you'll find everything there including the link to my podcast which is on spotify or you can watch the whole thing on youtube just search jessica bruno content and i'll pop up thank you so much for listening Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Old Marketing School. Until next time.